The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. June 24th, 2022. We are moving right along this baseball season. This is the final Friday in the month of June. Wow. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season with analysis and breakdown of the MLB slate. We encourage you to rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. 15-game slate on this Friday. Um, we've got Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor, one of our big baseball guys, and uh, he's a jack-of-all-trades, Sean Zarillo. He is one of our Action Network senior writers, and he is big uh, on the diamond. Let's start with matchups of the day. It's a big slate. We don't want to waste any time. A lot to get to. So let's begin with Astros Yankees. They got this series started on Thursday. Great matchup on the mound. Verlander v. Severino. Um, it's two teams we could very well see in October. Right now, the Yankees at being at home and the wagon they are at minus 130. Favorites at home. Astros at plus 110. Zerillo, do you have a uh, an angle on what is one of the better matchups in the American League today? Whole game over seven and a half, maybe a bit contrarian here. I like that up to minus 117. Verlander has allowed 11 runs in his past two starts. Only four of them earned, however. And his ERA is still about a run better than his expected indicators. It's been the case all year. X indicators around the mid threes, and he's been pitching to an ERA in the mid twos. So still think Verlander maybe getting a little bit overrated. Don't like the Astros as a side. Don't like the Yankees as a side either, but I do like that full game over seven and a half. Yeah, Colin, when we discuss the Astros, I feel like we always get a Verlander start on these Tuesdays and Fridays, and he is a tough one to figure out because it feels like you might get value on a total or you could go contrarian, but it turns out tonight he's playing, he's facing a really good team. Yeah, well, the old adage is that good pitching beats good hitting. Well, I don't think that's going to be the case today. I think that the 
odds makers have set this total. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm right there with Zerillo. They, they've set this total uh, expecting two dominant front of the line ace type starting pitchers. Both Severino and Verlander have pitched to that on their back of the baseball card stats so far this year. But these offenses are going to trump these two starting pitchers, I think, relatively easily. Tonight, it's, it's really difficult to bet this low of a total w- with the Yankees offense out there right now and with the Astros offense in general. So I'm 100% with Zerillo. I'm all over the over on this one as well tonight. Okay. Verlander coming off his shortest outing of the season, three and two thirds against the White Sox. He got roughed up uh, in that game. Uh, Only had three ground ball outs. So we'll see that game available on ESPN plus tonight. So those of you wondering where you can catch that game, let's go on to uh, Dodgers Braves. Another good one. Uh, This is a, a rematch of the National League Championship Series from one year ago. Really excited for this weekend series. Um, what's the angle here, Zarillo, if you had to, to find one on the Dodgers and the uh, and the Braves? Dodgers, this road trip continues. They're coming right over from a, from another series. Braves money line, like it down to plus 107. And then also the full game under nine and a half. I like to minus 112. Wind blowing in at Truist Park tonight. Decent pitching matchup between Ian Anderson and Julio Arias. But I do think getting above that key number of nine is where I'd want it, considering that's roughly where I have the total projected. As far as Atlanta goes, I think they're the side just from you look at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup when Cody Bellinger isn't hitting. Eddie Alvarez is a big hole in the eight spot in their lineup. They're missing an outfielder right now. So definitely like the Braves as a side as well. But of the two, I'd probably prefer the under. Okay, what do you think, uh, Colin? Like we were talking about yesterday on Payoff Pitch, the uh, the episode on YouTube. We were talking about it with on the Action Network YouTube page. The, the Dodgers, this trip, they did sweep the Reds, but uh, no breaks. They're, they're right back in action here in Atlanta. Yeah, and it's it's Freddie Freeman's return. I mean, how could we not mention this is Good this point. is this is the prodigal son's return home to Atlanta. I think all eyes are going to be on it. I was looking for some Freddie Freeman props. Try to see if there was something interesting I could throw out there. His total bases over one and a half is plus 100. So obviously everyone's all over Freddie Freeman tonight. Really interested to see what he's going to do. He's going to get a great ovation there. I saw some tweets out there that were like, will Braves fans boo Freddie Freeman? No, they're not going to boo Freddie Freeman unless they're morons. You know, (laughs) he's going to get a hero's welcome as he very well should as far as a betting angle on this game, I lean Braves. However, the, the Dodgers are getting more bets and more money right now. So I, I think I might want to wait for a little bit better number than the, the plus 14-ish range we're getting right now. So my angle on this is probably a Braves team total. Julio Urias obviously has been really good this year, but the Braves are better against lefties. Their offense has picked it up quite a bit of late. You can get over, you can get a juiced over four at about minus 130 range or if you like them even more, over four and a half at plus 115. Don't want to bet against the Dodgers offense. So in lieu of doing that, I'll just bet the Braves to score some runs tonight. And that's so that's where I'm going. Yeah, this this isn't Boston or New York or Philly. It's like the Braves. They want a championship. They're going to rejoice this guy. They, they, they're not sick like people in the Northeast. Uh, those people. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, let's go to Phillies and Padres. It's one of two games tonight on Apple TV. Um, there you go. Apple TV game. Nola v. Gore, the pitching matchup tonight. Um, what are we thinking here, Sean, as far as a, a play possibly for Phillies Padres? So I am on the Phillies, but I think the lines have probably moved out of range. First five line, I like to minus 137, full game to minus 116. That actually opened around minus 105 for the Phillies yesterday and got bet up. 
Mackenzie Gore got roughed up in his last two starts, seven walks and four strikeouts. I don't know if the league is figuring him out or he's lost his command, which was an issue in the minors, but the Phillies definitely decide for me. I just don't know if you could bet it where it is at this point. The first five line is closer to the value side though. My apologies. That is not on Apple TV. I was misreading the schedule. That is not on Apple TV, Phillies uh, Padres. So I apologize that the, the Apple TV game, since I already went there, Cubs, Cardinals, and, uh, Tigers D-backs, so not on Apple TV. Explains why I had to bet the Cardinals under, because that total seemed way too high. Perfect. There we go. Great, (laughs) great transition. Thanks for saving my butt. Um, Colin, you you have a play on this one, Philadelphia and San Diego? I like the Phillies here as well, and like Zarilla, the the line has kind of got bet down, but there's a different angle you can take, kind of a a more dangerous angle, but Zarilla mentioned Gore has gotten crushed his last two outings. Both those starts were against the Rockies, by the way. Um, most of his starts this year have come against kind of middling offenses. This is going to be one of the better offenses he faces this year in a Phillies team that also happens to crush lefties. They're one of the best offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching. So I do like the Phillies here. And if you're looking for a, a plus money angle here, you can take the first five run line right around the plus 100 range plus one Oh two. I found it at FanDuel. Nola has been excellent this year. I am a, big believer in his rebound from, from last year. And, and yeah, Gore, we'll see still the NL rookie of the year favorite right now, but with a lefty on the mound, Philly's offense like them and first five run lines, probably the the smartest and most profitable play you can find out there. All right. And it's a loaded Friday slate. We've got another matchup of the day. And it, 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 we discussed before we went live on today's pod, why this might be uh, this might be worth it. It's an in-division matchup in the NL East. You've got the Mets taking on with uh, with Taiwan Walker, who's been phenomenal. Uh, he takes on the Cy Young favorite as of right now, plus 250. Uh, I'm seeing right now on, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, Sandy Alcantara. He is your Cy Young favorite as of right now. Are we fading the Mets tonight, Zarillo, against the Cy Young favorite? What would what, you call him? Uh, Sandy Cy? Is that what it was? Cy Sandy, yeah, Cy he Sandy. opened as high as plus 4,000 to win the Cy Young in the offseason. We were talking about it in the Action Network Slack last September that we were all going to bet him, and I believe we have a lot of tickets on Sandy to win the Cy Young. And to see him as the favorite now is certainly delightful. Hopefully the Mets do not blow him up because the Mets have blown up a lot of my bets against them this year. I probably, at the end of the year, when we get our Action Network app recap of the year, the Mets are going to be my least profitable team that I bet on it the entire season. They either lose when I bet them or they win when I try to bet against them. But this line has moved pretty dramatically towards the Marlins. This opened around minus 115 all the way up to minus 135. So I don't see value on the full game line. I would bet their first five line if you can find a minus 135. Even that has ballooned up to minus 140. So probably a pass at current levels. But that's why you need to follow me in the Action Network app because you got that alert yesterday afternoon when it was still at minus 120 that it would move. And it certainly has. Okay, uh, Colin, are, are you one of those people also that has a, a ticket? I, I think if you're a casual better, you're looking at this line and you're saying, okay, I'm getting the best team in the National League at plus money against the freaking Marlins, Yep. and and you're jumping on it. But yep. as Rilla mentioned, the line's been moving toward Miami, toward the smart betters who know how good Alcantara is. Well, I'm acting like a simpleton today because I'm taking the bait. I just think that I, I love Sandy Alcantara. Huge apologies to Tanner McGrath. I'm betting the Mets today because I just can't. 
I can't get over the fact that I can bet the Mets, the best team in the National League, maybe one of the best teams in the National League, against the Marlins at plus 125 or better. I Alcantara is great. Alcantara might throw seven innings and give up one run. Marlins bullpen comes in. Mets win it late. Or Taiwan Walker continues to do what he's been doing all season. Mets win a game one nothing. I just think there's tremendous value here on the Mets when you're going to get them at this kind of juice, which you're not going to get too often this year, especially when they're playing a below 500 team. So, yeah, go Mets. Okay. Something I noticed about Sandy that's very interesting. So he's fifth in ground ball rate amongst pitchers, which is roughly the same as last year, over 50%. He's actually tripled his pop-up rate this year. And he also ranks fifth in pop-ups. So even though he's not the biggest strikeout guy about a strikeout per inning, he's generating so many free outs between ground balls and pop-ups. It's been very difficult to lift the ball against them. Marlins are seven and one in his last eight starts. And that includes a win over the Mets in his last appearance on Father's Day. Went eight innings. Six hits, two runs, only one walk, struck out eight. And that ground ball rate is also uh, very high over his last couple games, too. So he's okay. the new to ground, though. The, the Marlins just do not give him any run support. It's, he's always exactly. winning 2 1 games. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look at the month, month of June 3 0, 2 1, lost 3 2, win 6 2. So, yeah, this, the six is a, is a the crooked number there. Um, we'll see. Okay, I love it though, Colin. In uh, just seeing Zarillo slowly shake his head is like it, you know you meet those people that you get in arguments with and they just they're yellers. Zarillo's not like that. He's just like you. He's just disappointed in me. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that was the- I'm betting on your team, Zarillo. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Let's go, Uh, Matt. I haven't even enjoyed the Mets season. Like, I I bet against the Mets so often, the the fact that they're playing so well, I'm not even enjoying it. Okay, it's a loaded slate, 15 games. Uh, we don't promise to touch on every game, but, uh, you know, we, we get close uh, oftentimes on, on some episodes. Uh, moving on, let's go to uh, On Deck. Other games we want to hit on, a couple angles on, on some games here. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. Colin Whitchurch, you've got two for us. Yeah, a couple of really great matchups. This one, I mean... Get out the popcorn, forget Braves, Dodgers, forget Yankees, Astros. We're talking about athletics versus Royals tonight. Cole Irvin against Zach Greinke returning from injury. The Royals are better against left-handed pitching, but they're still a below-average offense. I'm I'm actually going to bet on Cole Irvin today, who's a pitcher who's beat his peripherals by a long shot so far. He doesn't miss bats. He's due for some regression, but he has a sustainable BABIP so far of 278. 
This is a bet against the Royals offense more than anything. And it's a bet against Zach Greinke, who was very bad before his injury. And now he's returning from injury. Who knows what they're going to get from him at his old age and, you know, coming back from, from a long layoff. So I like the athletics here plus plus one fifteen or better. I'll take Irvin over Greinke. I just think that it's, it's one of those simple equations of who has the better starting pitcher and, with Zach Greinke against Cole Irvin, believe it or not, it's Cole Irvin. So I like the A's as underdogs there. The other one is Rockies Twins. I'll keep this short and simple. Two of the most fadeable starting pitchers in baseball this year, Herman Marquez and Dylan Bundy. And two above-average offenses. The Twins have been one of the best offenses in baseball this year. I don't see any reason why they don't continue against Marquez, who has just been like unplayably bad this year. The Rocky signed him to that big extension. I don't know, maybe like a year ago or so. So he's going to be around for a while and he's going to get hit around. Bundy was due for regression earlier this season. Now he's actually gotten to the point where his ERA is better or, or worse than his peripherals. So, so maybe some positive regression coming his way, but I don't see it coming today against this Rockies offense. Over nine is the play here. I wouldn't play it at nine and a half, but if you can get it at nine, like minus 110 range, then that's my play there. Okay, fading Bundy. Love it. Uh, we've been doing that often on this program uh, from yes. time to time. Okay, Zerillo's got a lot. See, Zerillo yesterday on payoff pitch on, on the Action Network YouTube page was was like, oh, I don't really love this slate. He's got he's got seven games here on on deck. I'm like, ooh, Zerillo's excited about a slate. Um, what do you got? Go right through these. You got a lot to, to touch on here. Yeah, going to give it a lot of price targets, not as much analysis. The Pirates down to plus 170. Definitely a play for me. One of my favorite underdogs today. Mitch Keller throwing his sinker a lot more since that Dodgers start where the Pirates beat the Dodgers actually broke out his sinker a bunch there. So changing his pitch mix a little bit. I like what I'm seeing from Keller. The Guardians plus 105 as home underdogs. They're playing much better lately in a neck and neck battle with the Twins for the division. The White Sox, the Orioles actually changed their pitcher overnight. It was supposed to be Kyle Bradish. Now it's Austin Voth. There's still minus 160s out there on the White Sox first five line. I absolutely love that. You can bet that all the way up to minus 185 after the pitching change. The Brewers and the Jays, Brewers down to plus 140. That might be gone, but the unders are still there. Under eight and a half to plus 100. And the first five under four and a half to minus 112. Also fit some action lab systems for unders. The Nationals and the Rangers, the Nats first five to plus 140. The under nine to minus 104 in the first five, under five to minus 118. All three of those are plays for me. I'm also on the Nationals full game line because I'm crazy, even though their bullpen is terrible. My apologies to Paolo Espino. I called him Juan Espino last week. That is a USC heavyweight, Juan Espino. And we do the UFC pod right after the baseball pod. So probably why that was on my mind. <laughs> but Espino is a little bit underrated journeyman, but his metrics are actually pretty solid. He could be a number four, very capable number four starter and that might make him the best starter on the Nationals, oddly enough. And then the two games I have some more thoughts on, the Mariners and the Angels. Uh, Chris Flexit is bad. He's real bad. And even though him and Lorenzen have similar strikeout minus walk rates, how they get there is much different. Lorenzen's ground ball rate is actually up 10% from last year. Flexen's is down 10%. So Flexen, his metrics have tanked. He was like a mid-force pitcher last year. Now he's in the low fives. In terms of his expected metrics, I also like the over nine to minus 106 if you can get it, but the Angels to minus 143 and their first five line all the way up to minus 178. Finally, the Reds and the Giants. 
Alex Cobb has been the unluckiest pitcher in baseball this season. We've been saying it since the start of the year. Nothing has really changed. 381 batting average on balls in play, 55% strand rate. His career rates are 295 and 72% on those. His ERA is five and a half. His expected indicators are in the low to mid twos. 224 expected ERA, 264 expected FIP. So Cobb, phenomenal, just hasn't gotten the results. Fastball is up three miles an hour over his career average. I mean, everything about his metrics screams that he should be an ace starting pitcher. He ranks basically in the top 10 to 20 by all indicators. And Graham Ashcraft is in the bottom 10% for strikeout minus walk rate, even though he has a high ground ball rate and has actually pitched pretty well. I think he's going to fall off eventually. So the Giants, specifically their first five line all the way up to minus 208 is one of my favorite bets for the day. And if you can get that first five under four, I like that quite a bit as well. Before we go to best bets, where was Riley Green at for rookie of the year on, on Tuesday? 4,500, 4,500 okay. range. Okay, he's at plus 4,000 today. So All right. There's a little jump on, jump on while you still can. You if you can get north of 300 plate appearances, he can win it. Okay, just wanted to get a quick update from Tuesday. Um, and he's been hitting. He's yes. been hitting. And he's been walking. Yes. Love it. Okay, here we go. Cleaning up. Let's go to best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Good day for us Tuesday, three and one episode on Tuesday. Again, we're here Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season, and it's uh, it's getting hot. We're moving on to the month of July next week, uh, next Friday. So we have one more June episode next Tuesday. I should have said that from the top, but uh, here we go. We're, we're, we're just around 500, but again, when it comes to units, uh, we're, we're definitely in that right in that range of just uh, of returning some value. So uh, it's, been, it's been a good year so far for us here on Payoff Pitch. Colin Whitchurch, why don't you go first? Your uh, best bets, plural, for uh, this Friday. Yeah, it's the two games I just talked about, so I won't go too in-depth. I like the Athletics, plus 115 or better. Cole Irvin is the better pitcher in the matchup between Cole Irvin and Zach Grinke. And the Rockies, Twins, over nine. Again, I would not bet this at nine and a half, but at nine, you get the... You can hedge a little bit with the potential for a push, but I like both of these offenses against two of my favorite pitchers to bet against this year in Herman Marquez and Dylan Bundy. Okay. I was wondering if Mets money line was going to make the cut, but um... no, you know, Zerillo just rattled off seven games and I, I was looking at this slate preparing for the podcast and I was like, I don't like any of these games. So it was really a stretch for me to even find two best bets. I'm not going to lie. All my favorite pitchers are favorites today that's my problem i can't bet dane dunning when he's minus 170 can't bet alcantara when he's minus 140 it's garbage give me some better underdogs zarillo likes a lot of well he, he touched on a lot of games in terms of prices that he thought were uh that, that, were, that were attractive so with all that being said what, what are your what are your best bets because this is where see zarillo this is where you end up this is where you have to redeem yourself because this is where you run into trouble sometimes on this episode on this on this podcast yeah, no, the the best bets has just been an absolute jinx for me on this podcast. But I, I got ahead of a lot of these lines. Like I said, I bet a lot of these in the middle of the afternoon yesterday and got ahead of the line movement because it was a short slate yesterday. So I was able to project these bullpens out well in advance. And a lot of them have moved, but the two that I just mentioned are still at playable prices. The Giants' first five line at minus 185 and the Angels' first five line at minus 160. You could parlay those together if you want and get a plus 150 number. I played them both individually. I just think they're they're two of the better value plays on the board considering where the number should be. I would project the Giants line all the way up 
at minus 205 or even minus 220, actually. And the Angels line I have closer to minus 185. So Giants first five and Angels first five, my two favorite bets for Friday. Okay, very good. Thanks to everyone for tuning in uh, to Payoff Pitch. We'll join you next week ahead of the holiday weekend. And of course, we'll join you on Tuesday to get you set for a day in the majors. For Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarillo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. Best of luck today. Have a great weekend, and we'll join you next week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.